0: Thanks, Jennifer, for reading God's Word. I'm going to ask you to keep your Bibles open to Exodus chapter 33. If you don't have them open yet, just go ahead and open them up and, uh, or turn your phones on or whatever you need to do to get to that passage of Scripture because that's where we're going to be looking today. And there'll be a few things to write down. But I'm also going to ask a few questions today. So I'm going to ask you to, to kind of be observant of those questions and then take a moment in your heart to answer them as we go along. So I, I have a problem that I'm, I'm just going to ask your opinion on. We have um, uh, kids, and we have three boys. They're in their late teens to early 20s, and uh, they're great kids, but I have a problem with them. I don't know if you could help me with this. Um, pretty much any time I call them on the phone, they don't pick up. So I don't know. Is that me? Is that... Uh, I, and um, so I go to, I go to voicemail. And so I leave them a message. But what I'm told by my sons is that this generation doesn't listen to voice messages. So they never get my voice messages. So I don't know if that's me or if that's everyone. And they say, Dad, if you need something, just text. And I'm like, I don't want to text. I want to talk. You know, I want to talk. And you know when I get to talk to my kids? When they call me. Exactly. When they need something, that's when they call. And so we keep them on the phone a little longer, don't we? When they need something, Matthew, uh, who lives in Colorado, our middle son, and and, uh, he's trying to make uh, some uh, dish or some recipe or something. And so I think the last two days, Leslie's had more time on the phone with Matthew than ever because he needed help with the recipe. And and, uh, so they got that done. But um, I wonder about our relationship with our Father in heaven. I'm wondering if he doesn't call us more than we actually pick up, or maybe he leaves us messages that maybe we don't listen to. Or maybe we're too busy to talk until we need something. I'm just, I'm just wondering these things out loud because here's our first question for the day is, do we long for him or his blessing? Do we long for him or his blessing? There's a lot happening in our scripture today that Jennifer read for us, and I I need you to give give you the context of the scripture because there's a lot happening inside of what she read. But before this, God has delivered his children from slavery in Egypt. He's brought them out of the wilderness and he's marching them toward the promised land and God is faithful to keep his promises. Amen? God is faithful. He will bless his children, but something happened along the way. And God got so fed up, he was just ready to wipe everybody out. Moses had gone up to the mountain to be with the Lord, but he had been gone maybe a little bit too long and so they get impatient. They talk to Moses' brother Aaron and say, hey, we need a God to worship who delivered us from Egypt. And so they give him all the gold and they make the golden calf. And the people worship the golden calf. And this is just another failure. And the long line of failures that the children of God had in the wilderness. And, and finally God says, that's it, I'm wiping them out. And Moses begins to intercede. He begins to call on God, God, you can't do this. You can't deliver them miraculously and then kill them here or leave them here in the desert. You can't do that, God. How would that make you look? And he intercedes for the people, and and God says, you're right, and I'm a faithful God. I'm a promise-keeping God. So tell you what, Moses, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to keep my promise, and I'm going to bless my people. I'm going to give them the promised land, but listen, Moses, I'm not going with you. I can't go with you. I might destroy them along the way, so God... He says, here's your promises. Here's what I told you you can have. You can have them, but I'm not going with you. Why doesn't God go with them? Because God is holy. And holiness cannot dwell with a rebellious heart. And he says, look, I, I, I am a promise-keeping God, and I will keep my promises, but I can't go with you. I can't. I, I, We read it at the beginning of our service today that we worship at his footstool. We exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool because he is holy. We bow down before God because he is holy. So God says, I'll keep my promise, but I'm not going with. And so here's our second question. This is a big one, and I want you to really think about it. Are we content with the promises and blessings? Or do we want the presence of the one who gave us the promise? I want you to really think about that. Are we content with God's promises and blessings? Or do we want the presence of the one who made the promise? Think about that question because the truth is we love the promises of God. We love the blessings of God. We love asking God for his blessings. We love asking God for things. And we are so happy when God gives us his blessing and he gives us these things and we're so We're so excited when he does, but I think we're too easily satisfied with the gifts rather than the giver. Like, I think a lot of us would be just happy, hey, God, why don't you bless us and leave us alone? Hate to say it, but do we long for his presence? Do we want his blessing or do we want intimacy with God? Let's jump back into our story. Because Moses says in verse 15 Exodus 33:15 then Moses said if you don't personally go with us don't make us leave this place. Moses is saying right here in this verse that you see he says more than the promised land we want you God. We want you more than anything else. We don't just want your promises, we want you because without God the promises are worthless. Moses goes on in the next verse says, How will anyone know that you are looking favorably on me, on me and your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets us apart from, uh, it sets your people and me apart from all the other people on the earth. Look at that verse for just a moment. How will anyone know? You set us apart from everybody else. This is really important. What Moses is telling us here is that the presence of God is is our identity. How will anybody else know that we belong to you if you're not with us? Yeah, we have the promises, but if you're not with us, how will they know we belong to you? How will they know that, that you are with us? I don't know about you, but I... I I want my identity to be in my relationship with God, that I am with him and he is with me, that I live in his presence. So so here's our next question. Again, just these are questions, food for thought today as we walk through God's word. Here's the question. Do you get your identity from your blessings or from the Father? A lot of times we're defined by our blessings, what we have versus what we don't have, and that defines who we are. The reality is, is that we should be defined by our relationship with the Father. But let me make it a little easier to understand, and that's the second question. Do you get your joy from your blessings or from the Father? A lot of times we get joy when things are going well. When we receive the blessings and the promises of God, that's where we get our joy. But do we get our joy from that or or do we get it from the Father? Because I'm I'm just going to tell you very simply, the blessings alone won't satisfy. Only His presence will satisfy because God's presence is with us all the time. The promises, the blessings of God, they are yes and amen, but blessings come and they go. There are good days and there are bad days, but God is with you every day. Even in the hot mess of 2020, God is with you. So we need his presence right now. His presence is what sets us apart from all the other people on the earth his presence is what gives us direction it gives us guidance it gives us comfort it's his presence that puts the enemy to flight it is his presence that brings strength and safety and joy it's his presence more than the promises and Jesus has a teaching and he's talking about money in the teaching but we can bring it here he says you can't serve two masters and the word serves actually love. You can't love two masters. You can't love God and love his promises. It's no, I love God. The promises are great, but God, I love you. I have a wholehearted devotion to God that I pursue his presence more than I pursue the promise. I pursue the presence more than the promise because without his promise, life is futile. It's empty. It says in Psalm 63:3. Your unfailing love is better than life itself, how I praise you. His presence is just the absolute best because a, a promotion at work means very little if God's not in it. Money in the bank, I mean, it, it means nothing. If, if that's all you have, you really don't have much. See, life is meaningless without him, without his presence. And I want to say this, that life should not be lived far from God. Life should not be lived far from God because we were designed, created to live with God. And so in the one life that you get, I want your heart to be what Moses said. God, if your presence doesn't go with me, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave. God, wherever you are, that's where I want to be. Where you live, I live. Where you go, I go. I don't want to go up from here if your presence doesn't go with us. The good news is this, that God is not frugal with his presence. It's not that he's so holy and we're so sinful that he keeps us at arm length. No, he, he welcomes sinners to himself. He, he made the way. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So he says, hey, anyone who wants to come, anyone who calls on my name, no one will be pushed away. And so if God says, hey, everybody come to me, anybody want to come, you come to me. So this tells me this, that that you and I have as much of God as we want. We have as much of God as we really want. Because he is not frugal with his presence. He is generous. And and like Moses in in the story, as the story is coming to a a conclusion that Jennifer read to us, Moses says, God, I I want to see you. Show me yourself, God. I, I want to know you. And, and, and God says, okay, we're going to have to set up some protection here, you know. I'm sure Moses had to wear a mask. No, I'm just kidding, but there, it's, like, it's like, look, I, I'm going to kind of hide you because like you can't, ha- you can't handle this, Moses, but, but yes, Moses, I will show you myself. And that's where our chapter came to conclusion, but, but God passes by and at the beginning of chapter 34, so if you have your Bibles, we're just going to go to the, the few verses after that and And the verses I'm about to read, I actually put these verses in my book. I wrote a book called Simple Bible and it's just sharing the heart of God where God shares his heart with people. And I chose these verses because it's God sharing his heart with Moses because not since Adam had anyone seen God And now Moses says, I I want to see you, I want to know you, I I, I need your presence. And so the Lord passes by in in verses 6 and 7, if you have your Bibles, Exodus 34, 6 and 7. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin." God passes by and he says, okay, this is who I am. You want to know who I am? This is it. He, he says, I'm merciful. I am merciful gracious. I am slow to anger. I'm abounding in steadfast love. I'm faithful. I'm forgiving. Look at that verse there. This is God in his own words. We don't have to make up who God is. We don't have to guess at who God is. We know who God is because God tells us who he is in this moment where, they, where Moses is just pursuing his presence. He says, I am these things. I am everything that you need. I am all that you need. I have delivered you from sin and from bondage and I am revealing myself to you. You are no longer separated from me. You can be close to me. Because God forgives and He sets free and He makes a way and He invites us to come. And and when we come, this is what we receive from God. Mercy and grace and patience and love. He is so faithful. It is never ending. This is who God is. And so we need to have a heart after the presence of God that we would pursue the presence of God, and and we'd pursue the presence like David pursued the presence in Psalm 51, where he said, cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. David, who was in this moment full of sin, said, God, I can't live without, without your presence. God, I don't even care about the promises, the blessings, anything that you've made to me in the past. God, all I need is your presence. All I want, just don't cast me away. We see David just saying, God, I want that close relationship with you. God, I am drawing near. I am waiting in your presence. I am listening for your voice. Do you realize that you will reflect the people you spend the most time with? Whoever you spend time with, you're going to become like those people. Why not spend time with God? Why not every day pursue God, pursue His presence? Because when we do, we become more like Him. We we can live in His presence. And when I live in His presence, guess what I have? I have an identity. I'm His son. I'm His daughter. I, I belong to the one who I walk with and walks with me. And there's joy in that. There's freedom in that. There's salvation in that. And like I said before, Life should not be lived far from God. You were designed for this. You were made for this. That's why as you're listening, it's kind of ringing in your heart, yes, this is what I need because this is why we were created. Every year, uh, I I take the staff through a kind of an exercise at the end of one year, the beginning of a new year, and and it's, it's called one word. And what you do is you ask a few questions, you meditate on the answers, you talk to God, and he reveals a word for you for the new year. And we do that every year. And so at the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, I I went through the exercise, I answered the questions, reflected, prayed, and God gave me this word. And uh, then it says, okay, write the word down, and then, then put it somewhere you can see it every day. And so kind of next to my desk where I work, upstairs in the office. I, I, I have a little whiteboard, and I, I wrote my word for 2020 down, and there's a picture of it on the screen. It's the word presence. So at the end of, of, of 2019, God said, your word for next year is presence. And I remember being so excited about that. Yeah, the presence of God, this is great. And we had some great services. We began the new year. We pressed in to know God. Steve Sampson was with us. We were having amazing nights of prayer and worship. It was just so good as the, 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 the year began. And then I came to a screeching halt there. But you know what's beautiful? Is his presence never left us and and i just have to, i'll just be super honest with you i don't know how you get through this year without the presence of god i don't know how you make it through these next few weeks without the presence of god in your life i don't know how we walk into a new year not not too many months from now a year that we are completely not sure of what's going to happen I, I don't know how we do that without the presence of the Lord. Because as I shared a, a number of weeks back, this is how I feel this year. I feel like a little boy that is holding on to his daddy's hand so tightly that if I let go, I feel like this, this, this everything is so crazy right now. You know, like a little child holding on to daddy's hand. Like if they let go, they'll get lost in the crowd. I just feel like that. I feel like I'm holding on to daddy's hands for dear life. And and I can't let go because if I let go, I'm going to be lost. But if I hold on, I'm in his presence. And his presence is all I need. Listen, his promises are true. They are yes and amen. And God will bless you. There's no doubt about that. But more than his promise, I want his presence. Because the promise is just something that follows along. But I need his presence because his presence is always with me. 2020 and beyond into all eternity. I want to be that little boy. You should be that little boy, that little girl holding on to daddy's hand for dear life. Because if you let go, I don't know what's going to happen. And I want to tell you, when you hold his hands, he's got you. He's going to take good care of you. That's where your joy is going to come from. That's where your identity is going to be. And listen. Don't live far from God. You weren't made to live far away from God. You were made for His presence. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me? I know that we don't have a lot of time left, but, but I want to give our, our final minutes here just to sit in His presence for a moment. And there's actually going to be a song that's that's sung, and and that song is "Knowing You." And just, I know it's an older song, but I, I just just been meditating on it this week. It's, you can sing along if you want, but really, this is a moment to sit in His presence and say, "God, I just I desire Your presence. I desire Your presence now, and not just on a Sunday morning, but every single day of my life. I I want to be a person of your presence. I want to be a son. I want to be a daughter. I want to live in your presence. I want my identity to come from that. And I want to tell you, when you hold on to his hand, I mean, you can have a tight grip, but let me tell you, he's got a really tight grip. And he's got you. So just reach out to him today, even if you feel far from him today. Listen, God says in his word, if anyone comes to me, I will never cast them out. I will in no wise cast them out. So you just come to him and just grab his hand today. He's made the way through Jesus' death on the cross that forgives all of our sin and makes the way to be with the holy God. Just spend a couple minutes in his presence before we receive the blessing of the Lord.